0: Hey everybody, welcome back. Week 5's in the books and Week 6 is here. Let's take a look at whose stock is pointing up, whose is pointing down, and who needs to make a move as we head towards the trade deadline. The NFL really getting into high gear here. I can't believe we've already completed five weeks. Feels like opening day was like a week ago. Cannot believe how fast it's going. It must be seeming like it's going unfathomably fast for you because every game is just an absolute cakewalk, Joey. Uh, I, I mean, I can't believe... That through five games, essentially the Niners have had almost no injuries, almost no time trailing in any of the games. You got (laughs) to be on cloud nine over there. You told me maybe you're a little nervous because the expectations are so high, but I mean, got to give your kudos to the Niners right now. It's been cakewalk city through five weeks.
1: Yeah, it's been fun. Um, yeah, no argument here, but yeah, I texted you last night. I was like, um, you know, this is, like, really, really cool. I You know, I thought about it. Like, my favorite teams are really the main two. Um, this is the best team any I've ever had as a fan. And it just becomes like, wow, this is... Is this what it looks like? This is what it feels like? <laughs> I don't want to say Team of Destiny or anything. You know, I don't really necessarily believe in that. I think, you know, you got to play the games. You know, it's one on the field. But, like, damn, I... You know, I don't want to be wrong and sad, so it's hard for me to say, but, like, there's no freaking way there's another team better than the 49ers. There's just no way. I think the Eagles are really damn good. I think they'd be a hell of a game. But if they played ten times on a neutral field, I think the Niners win six or seven. I I, I think the fact that they have uh, some stability at the coordinator roles has hurt yeah. the Eagles a little bit. I think the Eagles are—I mean, where they win in the trenches, you know, scares me a bit, but— We'll see, I guess, in December when they play in Philly. Um, that's the next circled one uh, right after the Seattle one. I mean, that's a hell of a three-week stretch. Seattle, Philly, Seattle for the Niners. But, yeah, I mean, as for this season, they don't have any weaknesses. Uh, ones we thought were, maybe Purdy coming off the elbow. I mean, we thought Jake Moody couldn't make kicks. Um, thought I thought maybe they would struggle to stop the run a bit. I mean.
0: Maybe McKivitts wouldn't be. Yeah, maybe him. Know, any good. <laughs> I mean.
1: I thought he'd be better than Mike and Mike was my favorite player on the team. Every year he was here. Um but yeah, I they're they're loaded everywhere. And I you know, it's 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 people I heard today someone's like are they going to go 17 and 0? I'm like I don't think so. No. That's like that's number one incredibly hard if not impossible and like this they're not going to go 17 and 0. But do I think they go f- at least 14 and 3? Yeah. Like 14 15 wins i know they have a couple tough games but i mean they're gonna be favored except maybe philly probably I mean, philly'd be favored in philly but i mean i think even in I seattle mean,
0: it depends if they're playing like they're playing right now it'll i be mean it depends
1: injuries at the time yeah. too but like yeah. i mean i mean they're gonna i think they're five points i think cleveland's got a really good defense i mean i think they have players but it's niners i think they were open to minus five mm-hmm. um and Cleveland's coming off a bye. I mean, I thought maybe the Bengals are going to be a tough game. That doesn't look nearly as tough. Um, trying to think, you know, well, I, I thought the Vikings would be better. But, I mean, still, it's on the road It's a tough-ass place to play. The Chiefs only, you know, I mean, struggled yesterday. Um, I thought Jacksonville, but, like, they're going to be favored. And that that is a lot of pressure because it's like, shit, if it doesn't happen this year, when the hell does it happen?
0: And you just look at the NFC and you go, okay, the path for the Niners is, one, they got to get through Seattle to win the division. I think they're significantly better than Seattle on both sides of the ball.
1: And I think Seattle's really good.
0: And Seattle is good. <laughs> I, I think Seattle's going to go 11-6 and six or 12-5, and five, but they're not going to be in the same stratosphere as the Niners, barring major injury. Um, so then it would be probably a Detroit... Maybe a New Orleans or Tampa Bay in the first round. It's like, okay, that's not really in the same level. Yes, we believe in Detroit. I think Detroit is probably the best team in the NFC outside of the Niners and Eagles right now. I think Dallas is below Detroit now for sure, in my opinion. Yeah, that's my. I
1: agree. People are saying like Dallas is still in that. Th- Dallas yeah. to me is behind Detroit and Seattle, and honestly, they might be behind the Rams.
0: I don't know if I go as far as the Rams, because I do still think the Rams roster is pretty weak. But clearly, they have... Well, you know where they're coach, better? The, better the coach. Yeah. And quarterback. Like, yes. by a mile. Stafford looks healthy. You know, Cup looked good. Nakua looks I thought good. they were the in the
1: game yeah. against Philly. Should have... I mean, I thought they should have... I think they should have been up in the first half. Then the second half comes, and the adjustments get made, you know, on, on Philly's side. But, I mean, yeah, Dallas, like, I... And we the saw it last the night. Niners they ran it is, right at Micah Parsons.
0: I mean, anyone who at, at the beginning of the season was like, okay, for SF to get to the Super Bowl, it's going to have to go through Philly. They're going to have to go through Dallas. The, I mean, it's like Dallas is not a concern
1: right now. <laughs> just, like saw, rivalry. I mean, <laughs> you have to win. It, you know what? It feels like my other favorite team, the Sharks, every time they play Vegas. Rivalry. You just roll out and get your ass kicked.
0: One side has to actually contribute for it to be a rivalry. It's like the Packers-Bears' greatest rivalry in football. That hasn't been a rivalry since, God, the 1940s or something. TV was and black and white. Yeah. Was it even on TV? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the Niners are 5-0. and oh, They're at the top of literally every power ranking at every website you read, Um this is the best start to a season for the Niners in your lifetime. I think unequivocally this is the best Niners team um, probably since the 95 team that won the Super Bowl, but you were too young to remember that. It's been forever since the Niners have been at the absolute upper echelon of the league. Yes, during the Harbaugh years they were really good, but there was always... Yeah, there was always, you know, the Brady Patriots, the Manning Broncos, the Wilson Seahawks. Um, there were, you know, even the Saints back then were phenomenal, going 13 wins every year. There was never like a, oh, the Niners are the number one team in the NFL season. This is that season. So crazy start to the year for the Niners. For the Vikings, it's been the exact opposite of 2022. Another one-score loss after going 11-0 and in Kevin O'Connell's first 11 one-score games, one and five in the last six, including the playoff game last year. I mean, it's one of those that, like, it almost becomes surreal as a Vikings fan where the first play of the game, the tight end breaks away on a 15, 20-yard catch and fumbles it immediately. On the first play of the game, you go, it's not even here we go again, it's the game is over. And granted, we took the lead shortly before the half, but, I mean, we were never never really truly in that game. We were always playing catch-up. Um Difficult situation for the Vikings to be one and four facing, you know, the Niners on Monday Night Football in two weeks. Yes, we play at the Bears next week. Uh, the Vikes are two and a half point favorites right now going into Chicago. Chicago coming off a big win at Washington. I think we'll win the game. I think there's not a lot of pressure on the team anymore given that we're one and four, and I think the fans have mostly written us off at this point. But, man, Uh, this is a game that's like it's not even a must win like last week was a must win but we're getting to that point now where as a vikings fan i'm starting to think about the future i'm starting to think about you know who is going to be the quarterback past cousins because basically any path to make the playoffs right now requires not only beating the bears next week uh in a game at 10 a.m you know one of those games where cousins shines but then winning on monday night football against the niners in week seven so tough spot for the vikes as an impartial observer looking at the team, do you think that it's probably time to, um, you know, pull back and start thinking about the future, or are you more on the Tony Romo side? Who Romo throughout the whole game said this Vikings team is better than last year's. They've just been unlucky, so that gave me. A little I heard effort. him say that.
1: Yeah. I was watching at the time. I heard him say that. I was like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that, um, but I. I don't believe in tanking. I don't believe in like. But I do believe in making smart business decisions as a team, and I think it's they have to look at trading Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. If they're really not going to extend him, like someone would give a a one. I think. I. I mean, the problem
0: is the Jets don't have a one to give, and that's the obvious trade candidate. They already. I mean, I, I, there's
1: got to be another team. Do you think the Patriots would do it to save Belichick's career?
0: I think that team is so far gone. I don't see it. Well, I agree. That a, yeah, but I mean, to me, it's the Jets or nobody. I, I look around the league and I see Pittsburgh would do it quarterback away. Pittsburgh. I don't know. They can't give up on picket after whatever, 12 games as a starter, 10 games as a starter. You know, if anyone should do it, it's probably the Jets. But I, I, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like who outside of the Jets would accept the trade to for a guy who currently is probably one of the six or seven best quarterbacks in the nfl at least statistically he's been do you think at, like atlanta atlanta person. would do it ritter is not good and and there's do you clearly... think the packers
1: would do it because jordan love looked like dog shit tonight
0: <laughs> obviously you can't trade him within the division a lot a lot of people were well, it's for one maybe- year that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like it, It's got to be one of these teams, like you said, Pittsburgh, maybe Atlanta, one of these teams who can conceivably win their division this year. But I think the PR blowback of being like, hey, we gave Ritter six games and then gave up on him. We gave Pickett ten games and gave up on him. Zach Wilson, if you trade for Kirk Cousins, he becomes a backup. Nobody gives you shit. Like, that's the only one that makes sense to me. But I, I, it's been written a million times. You know, the, the Jets, Jets I think, make, well, well, the Jets
1: work. won. And... Oh, well, I think they have a tough ass... Well, they play who does the Jets play this week?
0: Uh, they play Philly, but it's in in New York and we'll get to that one later. I, I might have them on upset alert like, the Eagles.
1: I don't know, like the Jets like what I said it when he went down. Like they're still a really good elite defense. Like like they're only two and three, I believe. I mean, they're not winning it, the division, but like
0: that's what I'm saying. It's just a perfect fit. I like, don't you, you know who would love that
1: trade? The players?
0: Absolutely, because I mean, you watch every Jets game. And like and you said, if, if there's no
1: market, away. if there's no market, right? Right. The Jets don't have a one, but they could give a two if there really is no market for Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. for this year. They who are they yeah. who are they bidding against? Because it would be one year. It's a perfect fit. Kirk gets to go wherever right. he wants, and Rogers comes back. Right. If, yeah, but to, to, to make your point about the Vikings, like I I do that I. You know, I'd make sure I mean Jefferson's hurt. I would not play him unless he's hundred percent. Mm. I you know, there's no there's no point in rushing him back. I, I, I think I think they've improved on defense under Brian Flores.
0: Absolutely.
1: I you know, that I will agree with Tony. I just I mean, I guess their offense is the same. Just the turnovers. I mean maybe just the rosters they would stop there's turnover turnover the ball all the time. Mm. Um but that's what I would do. Vikings.
0: Yeah, it's tough to be in this situation. It's been since probably like 2011 since the last time the Vikings have been in a scenario where it's like, hey, we are very clearly going to be bad. Actually, 2013 was the last time. Um, you know, Zimmer came in. We had Teddy Bridgewater. It was all about building for the future. Then in Teddy's second season, we won the division. 2016, we started 5-0. and 2017, we went to the NFC Championship game. You know, 18, 19, and 20, we, we were, you know in contention till the last week of the year. We won a playoff game in 19. It's always been a good team, and now we're facing for the first time in a decade you know, one of those teams that it's just not going to happen. we got to win against the Bears next week and then just hope for a miracle against the Niners on Monday night the following week. Let's take a look at next week uh, and recap a little bit of what we saw last week. We'll start with Thursday night football. Uh, Denver at Kansas City. Kansas City favored by 10.5. Obviously, here, the main story is Sean Payton. Um, I sent you a TikTok clip earlier that said, since Sean Payton has taken over for the Broncos. Oh, the
1: I Broncos, thought you were going to tell me the other one. <laughs> no. The, <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. The Jones. Broncos
0: have lost to their former ball boy, Mike McDaniel, their former head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, their other former head coach, Vic Fangio, um, all by just, you know, Heartbreaking loss. I believe they also lost their former DC Jack Del Rio. I mean, they're yeah. just—it's literally like—and the funny thing is, they're blue also blue.
1: losing because of their former head coach Vance Joseph.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it is an unreal tire fire there in Denver. When I saw this line was ten and a half, I thought that was actually low. But then I feel like we're pro, they're Kelsey,
1: approaching Urban Meyer status. I I, I I
0: I heard that on a podcast today, and I thought what are the odds that a guy like Sean Payton who's getting paid 20 million a year who has won a Super Bowl who's i believe been to the playoffs like 9 times or 10 times would be this level of bad this that the people are bringing up the name Urban Meyer who top 5 worst coach in the history of American sports but that's the, the thing he's he not
1: it just he's not a he clearly like doesn't Urban Meyer clearly does not like not know football right It's so, like weird shit happened like personally like, I don't believe for a second Sean Payton forgot how to, like, coach football. Right. Just, again, weird shit. Like, <laughs> the Nathaniel Hackett thing was so not—it unpro- was so un- unprovoked. It was yeah. so, like, unnecessary. It's just pointless. Like, every coach worth anything says, don't put stuff on the bulletin board. And he mm-hmm. freaking put it on a projector— behind a Christmas tree to light it up and put it on this gigantic, like, movie theater screen. And it's like, like, I I said this last week to Hackett
0: put up 440 yards of offense in Denver. You see
1: how happy the team was? Yeah. Oh, because CBS went to bonus coverage here for that game. Like, as soon as they got the, you know, the turnover on downs for, for Denver, showed Hackett and, like, all his players, like, hugging him. Like, he clearly, it clearly meant something to him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they the you know, Salah uh, said, we got one game ball. And this goes, coach, Go Jacket. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I just... Sean, there's a gigantic red flag on Sean yeah. Payton right now.
0: A, a lot of unforced errors, you know. It's not one of those things where it's like, oh, hey, we got to clean some things up. It's like, no, you put your team in this position by shitting on the opposing coach. And then threw Russell Wilson under the bus a couple times during that's the that's I don't like, get I don't him.
1: get like you did like I get the not kissing baby I get I don't I get it I don't I don't love it from the sense like in hindsight like you can't be telling Russ this shit in the media and like being an absolute tire fire yourself yeah like,
0: it's, I mean, it goes to a larger discussion of, and I wanted to make this point later in the pod, but let's just do it now. I think the Bill Parcells coaching tree, that type of coaching, hard coaching. So Bill Parcells disciples, um, you know, Sean Payton, obviously, um, Bill Belichick, of course, you look yeah, around the league. Yikes. I mean, that type of hard coaching is just not. There's people who coach
1: hard, anymore. but like, it's not like their entire coaching identity. Like, I saw watching Philly against the Rams, Jalen threw a horrible pick. A horrible And you see Sirianni kind of, like, rip into him a bit. Mm -hmm. But, again, it's not through the media. It's not like, you know, it's understanding your players. Clearly, like they said on the broadcast, like, Jalen Hurts, his dad was a coach. Like, he wants this. He wants to be coached hard. That's part of what makes him a great player. Okay, Sirianni, like, Russell Wilson clearly can't be coached hard. Mr. Mm-hmm. I'm blocking teammates' numbers. Talk to my manager. Kissing babies, all this shit. Like clearly, he you can't.
0: Anything you want to say to to Russell, say it to beat Carroll first.
1: Yeah, I say it to Team <laughs> Three. I whatever. I, I don't want to get on a like Rust tangent because I, th- I think he's been he's been fine. He's been better than fine. Like, yeah. he, is he perfect? Absolutely not. Is he worth the money, of the contract? No, but that's not his fault. He didn't pay himself, and. Yeah, I. Sean, Payton. Sean Payton's
0: got to look in the mirror right now. I mean, if uh, I said
1: it last week, we look at like, there's so many players you go like, are they really this good or are they really this or like it's a product of the situation. My point is we need to do that with coaches.
0: Absolutely. And like, and, and what did you do, like like him, Sean? Did he need the money? Like, did he really need the money? Because it's looking more and more each day. Like, did he invest in FTX? Has the money? Yeah. Like, why would you take this job, you know, five years, $100 million with the Broncos for any reason other than money? Because right now, it's like, you could have had the Chargers job, you could have had, you know, any, any job in the league over the next few years where you, like, draft a young quarterback. Whoever Caleb Williams goes to, I'm sure he could have probably joined that team for big money, but he just wanted to get a job and... <laughs> I mean, he picked the wrong situation clearly. And the league might have passed him by just like it has with a lot of these hard-nosed guys. Like Mike Zimmer with the Vikings for a while. It worked early on with a young team. But as the team got more veteran, they got tired of, you know, having this coach who, you know... He rules like a dictator in the locker room. That kind of shit doesn't really fly in the modern NFL anymore. Um, Let's take a look at what I think is the game of the week next week. Seattle at Cincinnati. Cincinnati a three-point favorite at home. Um, Seattle coming off the bye. I was surprised by that line. Uh, Bengals definitely righted the ship uh, at Arizona with a 10-point victory. We were wrong on that pick last week. I think a a lot of professional betters, a lot of recreational betters. We all looked at that and said, Arizona has been better this year. Why are they catching three points? Well, that's because Burrow, for the first time all year, looked relatively healthy out there. So Seattle coming into town, I think that's going to be the game of the week. I put that as my number one. The only one that possibly could be is is Dallas at the Chargers on Monday Night Football. But good game brewing this week. As a Niner fan, obviously you'll be paying attention to Seattle. Um, Do you like the line at minus three, or do you lean Seattle there?
1: No, I mean the line. I just don't know what to make of the Bengals. I mean, I think at any moment they could look like the last few years, but I don't know. Like, I didn't even I didn't think they would play that well. You know, yesterday against Arizona, and I don't necessarily think they're going to back it up again against uh, a better football team. Um, like, I, th- I think Seattle's a better football team. The game being in Cincinnati obviously sure helps them, but yeah. It, uh, Yeah, I guess it's a fine line, but I would pick Seattle to win the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is going to be one that's going to be, I would think it would be very high scoring, especially Seattle coming in off the bye. Um, Probably going to be, you know, a slugfest there. Um, I really think, you know, the other candidate for game of the week on Monday Night Football is going to be similar to this one where it's just going to be throw, throw, throw. I don't think the running games for either team are going to get established, so that's one to look forward to, especially for you as a Niner fan. If you watch that game early in the day and you see Seattle down and you're up, you're like, okay, if we can get a two-game lead in the division before we play Seattle, you can really start to think about, hey, let's rest some guys in certain situations. Um, one other game in the in the early games I wanted to get to before we get to some of the more marquee matchups, Washington and Atlanta, Atlanta's favored by two, don't really care about the game that much. I just wanted to bring up Washington's loss to the Bears last week. I think we're discounting that Washington really could be like an underrated candidate for worst team in the NFL. We talk about Carolina, we talk about Chicago, we talk about New England, we just talked about Denver. Washington has gotten the doors blown off of them by Buffalo and by uh, the lowly Chicago Bears. Early before the season, we said Washington under 6.5 was probably our favorite season-long win total. Man, did we get nervous after they started a little hot and Howell looked pretty good. That team sucks. Ron Rivera's on the hot seat.
1: Well, we just talked about coaches. What do you do, Ron Rivera? Like, you're Mr. Culture guy. Like, you're a defensive guy. You got Del out. You guys, uh, like you said, get the doors blown off of you against... What was the laughing stock of the NFL? Chicago Bears put up forty,
0: and D- your cousin DJ Moore with a career game,
1: huge uh, eight
0: day. catches for two thirty and three touchdowns. Huge
1: day. Um, yeah, I I don't but I, but then I thought they played Philly well. I know division games different; they know each other really well. But like, I don't know what to make of Washington. I think they have talent on the offensive side of the ball. And they put the thing is like they put so much money into their defensive line, and they're not, they don't play with any effort. We saw the you know new team owner Magic Johnson rip him after the, <laughs> yeah. the, like was his piss poor effort whatever, whatever he said. Like yeah, they got Chase Young. Chase Young is a complete bust as a yeah, second overall pick. Like like, and I'm not even gonna say the injuries. Like I, he the Niners played him his rookie year, and I thought like I thought he was the best player on the field. But the Niners, that was their COVID 2020 where literally everyone got hurt. It was a shell of a team, what they could have been. But still, I thought he was really good. Since, like, a little bit in his rookie year, he's been just either completely not even playing because of injury or he's just been widely just ineffective. And they also have Deron Payne. They got Jonathan Allen. They got uh, Montez Sweat. I think that's it. Yeah. And uh, they're just not good. And, like, you're a defensive guy. Ron, what? And, and what? River, not, he, Riverboat Ron, and then you, like I said, we don't go for two against Philly on the road. He said we did go for it because my team was gassed. You know who's gassed? The defense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Playing against Jalen Hurts and in that insane offensive line all game. Yeah, Rivera has to be the favorite now to be the first coach fired now that Eberflus got a win out of the way and looked really good on Thursday last week. Um, so he's definitely the on the hottest seat in the NFL, especially with Brandon Staley reeling off a couple wins in the last few weeks. Um, another early game this is actually going to be a great game Indianapolis at Jacksonville both teams three and two Jacksonville's got some momentum after uh, beating Buffalo actually pretty soundly in that game but it was a five-point win for them but it, it felt like a lot more some of that was in garbage time for Buffalo um, Jags are making their case I think you know the AFC is obviously Kansas City's to lose as it always is but right now the Jags I think with that win against Buffalo made a statement I think buffalo might be one of those up and down teams like there have been points during this season where you've said you know that you were wrong buffalo is actually a powerhouse and now you get a chance to be like hey you're right where fire that's the thing
1: i don't want to talk about buffalo because this isn't a buffalo game but just quick like buffalo is a is a is a boxer who's got a knockout punch and nothing else if they yeah. don't knock you out they, they it's like they start to get tight and it's like we don't know what to do. We have to... Oh, shit. We do have no running game. Of they the ran other, for 29 yeah, yards. other than our quarterback. <laughs> um, but for this game, is this is this already the second time Jags and Colts have played?
0: Yes, they played week one. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. and the Colts beat them, right?
0: Um, no, Jaguars did. Yeah, the Jags won. They came back. It, the Colts should have won, but the, the Jags scored that late touchdown uh, after a uh, Richardson turnover. I remember that game from week
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the it's AFC South injured, is not. Yeah. I said this. For being such a freak athlete, Anthony Richardson. he's hurt a lot.
0: I mean, it's, he's played in five or four games now in his career, and he's left injured in three of them.
1: Yeah. Who would have thought that he was a guy getting injured all the time and not Bryce Young? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's a good, who knew the AFC South was actually uh, kind of spicy uh, with these teams? Uh, Colts, Jags, Texans. Titans are, you know, obviously with Vrabel, a well-coached team. But yeah, I mean, this would be a really good game. I, I mean, I, if I'm a, you know, have any interest in the Jaguars, you know, if I was a fan, like, I want to see them kind of like make a statement. Like, the Colts should not be in your league, Jacksonville. They
0: should win this by like, two touchdowns at
1: home. Like, you should like put some put some wins together. Like, you crushed Buffalo. I thought that was a big advantage for the jaguars being that they had two games in London back to back the buffalo didn't i read uh traveled like friday the fact that that game was a buffalo home game you didn't have to play that in buffalo again they rolled they rolled them uh not going to like say that they didn't deserve that win but uh, let's let's come back home and like make a statement yeah Absolutely. which i just talked myself into thinking like two weeks in london like are they think? Are they all weak at home? Like ooh, a little jet lagged. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and I mean this is a great time to catch the Colts with Richardson definitely out for this one. So Jacksonville going to try to make a statement there. Um, uh, Miami lost to Buffalo in Week Four, and we all kind of collectively said, okay, let's knock them down a peg. Then they just won easily against the Giants. They get another easy game here. Maybe the most lopsided matchup on paper this season so far. They host Carolina. They're thirteen and a half point favorites. Um, you know, Obviously, we want to talk about Miami and McDaniel here. They've been, they've been awesome. They're going to continue to be awesome. I still think they have a very good shot uh, to win that division, given you know Buffalo's slip-up, given they play Buffalo um, in Miami towards the end of the year. So, you know, stock is still up for Miami. I still believe in them. I just wanted to talk about Carolina here. So, we were talking before the pod about their trade-up for Bryce Young, given that they gave away the number nine pick, another one, and then two other twos and DJ Moore. So, are we going to look back at that in a few years and say, not only is it worse than the Trey Lance trade, which you know all too well, but is it one of the worst trades in NFL history? Are we talking Herschel Walker level here, given that C.J. Stroud appears to be quite good, Anthony Richardson appears to be quite good, and Bryce Young is just too small to be playing in the NFL. It's, like, painfully
1: apparent. Yikes. Uh, They got all kinds of problems. That trade, I mean that, I mean not hyperbole. That trade could set him back like years. I mean, really, um, absolutely. If if Bryce Young does not pan out, because their roster's terrible, I thought it was better. I I can't believe I picked them to win the division. They <laughs> may not win a game. Um, I mostly picked that because I thought the division would suck and I thought their defense was decent, but their offense is terrible. Uh, it's slow. It. Price Young does look small. Their offensive line is terrible. Yeah. Um,
0: Miles Sanders has been a ba- major disappointment. Thielen is by far their best receiver, and his you know he's lost his fastball and his changeup at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, two pick. It's gonna be pick one, like the first round. It's gonna be pick one. <laughs> you gave him uh, two seconds, and uh, no, I mean.
0: If the trade is going to end up being because Thiel, unlike Williams. the Niners, like you
1: needed all those picks. Like the Niners, if Trey Lance was a bust, it totally blew. They were still really good, and those picks ended up being late first. Like, Carolina is as a bad football team needs every top pick they can have to build out this roster. Okay, cool. You drafted Bryce Young. Who's he thrown to? Adam Thielen and you and me. Like, I don't. It's DJ Moore being... would have helped.
0: Essentially Bryce Young for DJ Moore, Caleb Williams, a franchise tackle, and then two picks that are probably gonna end up being like thirty three and thirty-five. Like absolutely insane. It's gonna go down as And I, I, I mean, liked
1: Frank Wright. I mean I, again, I think his roster sucks, but I, I, I thought he's a better coach than especially offensively. How do they look so bad? And it just looks like him and the and the GM And it's like, oh, he was our guy. He's a supercomputer. He's our, like, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's how you get fired. All right.
0: Disastrous start to the season for Carolina that we're already talking about that five weeks in. Um, New Orleans is favored at Houston by one and a half points. Uh, CJ Stroud, to me, the clear rookie of the year. Saints just absolutely rolled New England. Kind of a forgettable, you know, morning matchup, but we'll be watching for our our guy D'Amico. Um, they were competitive against Atlanta. Houston was. New Orleans is clearly a little bit better than we thought. Yes, they laid an egg against Tampa Bay, but again, like you said, early season divisional game where the teams know so much about each other. Maybe you can throw that out. New Orleans looks like the clear favorite in the South to me. Houston, I mean. Given Richardson's injury, you have to look at them right now and say not only is C.J. Stroud probably the favorite for rookie of the year, but they got a chance to finish second alone in that division uh, with Richardson missing, you know, possibly a month or more. D'Amico, if he wants to win coach of the year, if he wants to make the playoffs like we thought about, you know, in your predictions last week, um, they got to have this one against New Orleans.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was a tough loss for the Texans. Um Against Atlanta, late field goal, but um, yeah, and the Saints. I don't know what to make of their game because they played the Patriots, and I think they absolutely suck. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think the Saints' defense is really good. Um, Stroud, yeah, him and him and uh, Puka Doncic uh, are up there for rookie of the year. Um, yeah, I I I actually like Houston in this game. Um, I think uh, I thought it would be
0: Pickham. You know when I saw it was New Orleans one. At first it was New Orleans two. Now it's moved to one and a half. I think you know, especially when we saw how they played at home uh, against the Steelers the week prior. Uh, New Orleans playing back to back road games, kind of like Houston. There, uh, one other game that we got to talk about: uh, New England at the Raiders. Raiders are favored by three. We what were the texting hell, what each hell other. Of a game. I mean, we were texting all day on Sunday about you know who's going to be the jack and the bum of the week. Who's going to be this and I mean. Belichick is hurting his legacy. We'll talk about it later. This is a game that McDaniels, I mean, he can really just kind of put the nail in Belichick's coffin here if they win this game by multiple
1: touchdowns. What a shit-ass game.
0: (laughs) It's one of the worst games of the early season. And it's like New England
1: at the Raiders, but, like, it's the Patriots playing themselves because they got Belichick and McDaniels, and, like, Jimmy's there now. Jacoby Myers plays the Raiders. It's like... It's like... It, it's like you see what was the Patriot way without Tom Brady, and you see what uh, the perfect example of the Raiders trying to be like Patriots West, and it's royally failing. I know they won today, but I mean,
0: the game's going to be like six to three. It's just going to be a disaster.
1: Just two teams going absolutely nowhere. Two coaches who won a lot together because of one guy. I, I think I think it's it's just terrible. Who do I like in the game? The Raiders because I. I I think Jimmy's better than Mac, I guess, because I think Mac Jones is awful. I don't know.
0: Let's move on to a real football football game. Detroit minus three at Tampa Bay. Battle of four and one versus three and one. A couple division leaders. Um, I put in here as my note Detroit's made the move from fringe contender to legitimate NFC contender they're the unquestioned NFC North top dogs we saw that tonight with the Packers losing Vikings lost again I mean it is Detroit's division the only thing that makes me worry about them is they are probably in all likelihood going to have to go on the road to either San Francisco or to Philadelphia basically for the Lions I think their path to being a true you know Super Bowl contender is they have to win basically every regular season game they play because they need one of those games against either Philly or SF to be in Detroit to have any shot of winning right now they're you know on fire but they got to keep winning these games that are toss-ups
1: yeah I, I think Detroit is really good and you know I'll talk a little bit about it later but I I I think I think they're really I think they're absolutely up there. I think there's a decent chance they. I mean, the, both of those games in playoffs are at home. I I think Detroit's that good. I think their schedule helps them. Um,
0: and they have to win at Tampa Bay if they're serious, right? Like Tampa Bay is is you know. they Well, have that's the that's what I again.
1: That's but. what I said before the season. Like, and I kind of was made right with that week two game at home opening night. You just. Beat the Chiefs. Like, you come home, like, you got to beat Seattle. Like, beat a good team. Uh, I know the Chiefs, but, like, let's just be real. Two of their best players did not play. And everything, <laughs> like, Chiefs couldn't catch a cold, like, with their receivers. I. It, great win. But, like, okay, come home and beat Seattle. They lost. So, I'm like, you, these are the games, like, if, if you're a good team, especially if you're a contender, I think a lot of people think there are a really, you know, I think... I would put them as Super Bowl contender. I don't think is it realistic. No, but I, I mean, they absolutely. If you would have told me they're in the Super Bowl, I could believe it. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I, I think they're that yeah, good.
0: It's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. They just got to keep making statement wins like they have the last. But two yeah, years. to
1: take yeah, they they have to beat Tampa, like to, to be.
0: Tampa's had a nice start, but it's tough Because we just run. saw yeah, we
1: just saw Philly. <laughs> Philly, you know, they went into Tampa and, and just, I mean, really just choked them. Like just it's like, run, run the ball, run the ball. Like, all, Second like, half of that game like,
0: was just a stomping. Um, we're into the late afternoon games now. Arizona at the Rams. Rams favor by five. Uh, the Rams continue to impress against what I think are far superior rosters. Clearly, you know, Philadelphia has the advantage over them and literally every level of the field. Um, but Stafford looked good. Nakua and Cup. I mean, that's a legit one, too, that we didn't even – consider coming into the season because cup was hurt we thought the Rams were tanking. I mean they should win this game going away against Arizona given the way Arizona's played the last few weeks.
1: I, th- I, th- I still don't think Arizona's as bad as, as people think they are or think they should be but I, I think the Rams are, are a very solid team and, and yeah that game at home. I'm interested to see the coaching match between McVeigh and uh, Gannon because McVeigh had had Kingsbury's number. And the Rams would just beat Arizona twice every year. It felt like. Um, so let's see, you know how that shakes out. But yeah, I, I think the Rams, with McVeigh, Stafford, and that offense, I think they're gonna be able to compete with anybody. And uh, Aaron Donald and a bunch of rookies, you know, can can stop some teams. Maybe not all, but um, yeah, they're 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 proving me wrong. I thought they'd be terrible
0: frisky contender for game of the week if you're you know this is a deep cut but Philadelphia minus seven at the Jets I'm sounding the alarm here upset alert I think the Jets are playing so hard as we saw last week against Denver as we saw week one against Buffalo this is a team that is severely hamstrung by their quarterback given that you know Wilson just cannot play at a level I mean his best game was against the Chiefs and they lost that game he can't play at an at a NFL mediocre quarterback level for more than two or three plays in a row. Like, it is a major problem. However, the Eagles, to this point, I think are very lucky to be 5-0. and I think in several of those games, they've gotten some major breaks. Um, obviously, the Vikings game, four turnovers, including one, you know, should have been a touchdown for Jefferson that he fumbled out of the end zone. I think there's a lot of reason to, you know, be skeptical of Philadelphia's defense, especially the Jets defense has been phenomenal I mean they basically kept them in every game including against the Chiefs in a you know Sunday night football I mean I I really do think the Jets have a shot here not because I think Wilson is turning a corner not because I think you know that that you know Jet offense is going to be anything other than Brees Hall Brees Hall Brees Hall and maybe a bubble screen to Garrett Wilson but um, this is actually a sneaky good game if you know the Jets can put up I don't 17 20 points they got a shot here
1: I think you're in, I think I think it's going to be more like 23 24 I don't know I think yeah I you could talk me into the being a competitive game i I still think Philly would win um but yeah i I, I think I think if anyone can stop the tush push it's Quinn Williams absolutely uh, but
0: and just a motivated... I mean Robert Sala's defense, as you know this better than anybody they're just fired up on every play like if all gas stop no break that, yeah I mean it's engraved into the glass in their training facility yeah all gas no breaks I mean it's literally gonna be this is a statement game if they win this one and they actually get through that if they let, first me, let me let me say this if
1: they win this one Kirk Cousins is
0: jet. yeah Do you have three and three three and three
1: they're three and three coming off a, a win against Philly
0: and now they get to their easy part of the schedule too. The first 6 weeks were brutal. If they get through that 3 and 3, say the Vikings lose to the Bears earlier in the day, Je- Cousins may be a jet before nightfall, you know, it could be crazy. Um, Sunday night football game is Oh my god, the New York Giants <laughs> I thought we at had, had flex rules. Middles. Why has this not been flexed? Buffalo is favored by 15. I the thought Giants I thought they updated that. Like they it, did, and
1: so they, they had the this, opportunity.
0: They stuck with it? Last Saturday was the deadline, so I guess maybe they figured what if the Giants I
1: know, guess from their point, what game would they flex? I mean Detroit, Tampa? Yeah. At least Seattle, you have the Cincinnati. at least you would have the New York and Buffalo media like New York, but
0: But man, this is just a tire fire game. Buffalo's favored by fifteen. Buffalo an up and down team. I think
1: Seattle, yeah. Cincinnati could have been one.
0: That's what I was saying. Seattle-Cincinnati probably would have been the best choice. Even, um, you know, SF-Cleveland would have been okay. Um, Monday Night Football, Dallas minus 2.5 at the Chargers. That has a real game of, game of the week vibe. I think that game is going to be incredibly high scoring in the Dome. Dallas is going to have the home field advantage in L.A. Obviously, there's going to be a million Dallas fans there. Um, I think Dallas's defense is going to want to make a statement after getting the doors blown off by the Niners, but I also think Herbert is really dynamic. Chargers coming off a bye it's going to be a good one. I don't. Kellen Moore to ready to
1: way. stick fifty on his former employer?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, by the way, in the Niner game, there was that call. I think at the time it was twenty-one to ten or twenty-one to seven, and Dallas was still in it because they had gotten down to like year thirty-five. And I oh,
1: I know what you're going to say. Four or his third and four. Yeah. They just no, no, wanted. no. It was twenty-one to seven, and yeah, this made to it seven. twenty-one ten. Yeah, third and four, they ran it. I'm like, oh. You know, not not a terrible Four decision because they're going to go for it. it. Here comes field goal.
0: I could not believe that. I was like, "What is McCarthy doing?" And you know, Kellen Moore's watching like that. Like, thank God I got out of there. <laughs> if I would have heard that in my headset, I would have been like, Are "You fucking serious?" <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> that, uh, reminds me, that reminds me. That reminds You think you've seen it because it's been on like football. Like, I've seen it around like the Twitter and stuff like years Because old when uh, Kyle was the offensive coordinator for uh, the Browns. Yeah and Mike Peden kind of told him like some I think we should do this like I think we should run the ball I think we should like do he said some suggestion to offense and Kyle just like did a double take and like <laughs> and then and then Mike Penn said oh you know what you got it I trust you <laughs> whatever you want and then Kyle just gave this little smirk like it's like yeah that's what I feel like it would be like hey Mike McCarthy's like hey we're gonna kick Kellen Moore or or, or uh, whoever it is like
0: yeah Dak is like huh? We're going to run a draw play to Rico Dowell? You know what, Dex, Dex,
1: prob- Dex? probably like, oh good, I can't throw a pick on this play.
0: <laughs> uh, one of the many tire fires coming out of Dallas after that game. I mean, that's literally all you saw on ESPN and FS1 today was everyone shitting on Dallas, but it was really just a master class performance from the Niners. Uh, let's pivot over to your Jack and the Bum of the Week. Ton of candidates as always. Sean Payton. I mean, we could even rename this award after him at some point. I mean, this is now what, third or fourth week running that he has been the leader in the clubhouse for the Jack and the Bum of the Week. Um, just an absolute clown you know, performance to this point this season, calling out Hackett, calling out his quarterback, losing games, collecting a paycheck that he doesn't deserve. I mean, Sean Payton. By the way, I want to bring this up. I heard this on a pod the other day. Do you know Sean Payton only played in the NFL for one season, and it was 1987. I didn't even know he, he played there. in the NFL. He was a scab. The only way he could get in the NFL is to play during the strike year when all the players, you know, who had any talent walked off the job. The league said, we're going to go forward with, you know, replacement players, and that was Sean Payton. So that shows you everything you need to know about his character, you know, walking across the picket line to play in the NFL, and now look at him. Uh, I put Lamar Jackson on here. Love the guy, but that throw, uh, that fade to OBJ basically lost him the game. We didn't talk much play. about
1: the Ravens, but that was that was – Maybe the worst loss of the day. I don't know. Dallas wasn't great, but Pittsburgh's terrible, and they just handed them the game.
0: They gave them. I don't even
1: want to say. I don't even want to say that we were wrong. We because we. I think I. It's like now nah, I Or no, I was for sure. I was like Baltimore's gonna. They're gonna roll. I, and I'm like, uh, but, I watched the game. Like they're dominating the game. Like the score is still like ten to three.
0: I'm like, yeah. I I, I skipped over the London game. It's Baltimore versus Tennessee. Baltimore's favored by three and a half. I skipped over it because. Anybody who says, oh, I have a good feel for that game, you have no fucking clue. Tennessee week to week and Baltimore week to week, nobody knows. You don't know what you're going to get. Either team could win this game by 20 points and not surprise you at all. You know, you just do not know. Because Baltimore blew the doors off of Cleveland one week. They've also lost to uh, Indianapolis and uh, Pittsburgh, who both probably not upper echelon teams. So... Um, I put Jackson as a candidate for bum of the week. I put the Giants offensive line again. There's a perennial one there. I mean, Daniel Jones, I I saw this stat today. He's been sacked more in his, I believe it's 46 career starts than Andrew Luck did in his 80. And Andrew Luck had to retire. Like, he's basically getting sacked almost double the rate Andrew Luck did. Like, that Giants offensive line is going to end Daniel Jones' career prematurely. And then I just put Dallas Mike McCarthy on there because of... Laying an egg on you could night go there.
1: Yeah, could, you definitely could. Definitely could. could go. But you know what? I feel like, like you said, I feel like there's... They're they're buried through ESPN and and, and Fox. They, I think they they're done. Um, because I don't I don't hear a lot of people talking about who my bum of the week is. I hear it's starting to get talked about, but I real, I feel really strongly about it. And the one guy I would add to the bum of the week list, mm-hmm. uh, Miami uh, University University of Miami uh, head football coach oh. Mario Cristobal. I saw that. Lose a game because you don't kneel the ball for the victory formation, and you run a play, you fumble, and then you blow it. Like the game would have ended if you just kneeled the ball. I don't I still have yet to hear why they didn't do it. Maybe he did. I,
0: it's I, college, he wants to pad the stats and be like, "Look, we actually ran for what." A, it's insane. One of the worst coaching decisions like, in the history of football. Like legitimately, like
1: how do you show the practice next day and like, "Coach, like you Unless, unless he doesn't want to throw his quarterback under the bus maybe the quarterback called an audible in the play I don't know he's like oh I'm, we want to kneel but like oh my best buddy who's a running back like he's five yards away from like his first ever 100 yard game like I just want to get my buddy to carry I don't think that happened no <laughs> so I could have put him but my Jack in the bum of the week who might turn into the Jack in the bum of the year is Bill Belichick this guy is getting his ass kicked every freaking week and I know Mac Jones sucks I know they've had some injuries on the defense. Their team is ass. Their roster is ass. Everything about Patriots, the Patriot way, sucks. Everything about it. The coaching tree, like, you, uh, I. I don't think they'll fire him like midseason no. or after. Like he's just, but him and Bob Kraft have to have a little hard to hard because I don't even think they like each other, but. There's, there's, they can't continue. This is terrible. This is, they need a new identity. That I, do you see them winning like four games?
0: I listened to the Bill Simmons podcast, and he was saying that the plan he thinks is to after this season replace him with Gerard Mayo and just have like a younger, you know, Belichick. It's like, but that, my exactly. thing is like, okay, I mean,
1: cool. I'd want somebody so far out of his tree, or yeah
0: like someone in the McDaniel tree someone in the Kyle somebody Panahan else tree. yeah
1: somebody else you know the one guy who's like kind of tied to Bill but he never coached with him Rabel is is a really good coach but he only played for Bill like he didn't mm-hmm. like he wasn't on the staff I think I, again if people want to criticize or, or make excuses for why players are good like my boy Brock Purdy apparently he's, he's a product of the situation. Okay, he's fine. You he can make that argument, I guess. I wouldn't, but why is Bill Belichick or Sean Payton, but let's focus on Bill, not a product of Tom Brady? Like, if you look at his record without it, it is terrible.
0: He's terrible. For his career, if you include the season that Brady was hurt, the four Brady suspended games, these last three seasons, and his years in Cleveland, I believe he's nine games under five hundred and has zero playoff wins and two playoff appearances. That's what he's done without. He's not
1: exactly. He's not Chip Kelly, Jim Tumble. I mean, Chip Kelly like had some decent years in Philly, but (laughs) he's a sub five hundred. Yeah, he's just like. But we're talking about this guy as like the unquestioned six time champ, goat of NFL head coaches, and it's like, huh? Like again, some like I just. Who's a you know why who wins Coach of the Year a coach who clearly elevates his team that's why I always, as a coach who like is coaching a team that everyone thought sucked
0: like Day Ball last year
1: yeah look at like if the Rams are decent Sean McVay's got a chance you know yeah. a, say what you want about Todd Bowles he's like oh we're gonna sign Baker Mayfield and they look decent yeah. like like are you like this like Sean Payton like oh man, man I got Russ like I, I didn't get my guy I wanted Justin Herbert but I got Russ it's like. <laughs> So you're only a really you're only a good coach because you have an elite quarterback? Like like look at Yeah, Mike again, I mentioned the point, Mike McDaniel. Everyone thought Tua was terrible. Thought he was either yeah. injury prone or terrible. Mike McDaniel was like, "Don't worry, bud. I'll make you good. I'll make you super good." All that rich.
0: talk after the 2021 season was how Tua was this epic bust and they should have taken Justin Herbert. Now we're like, "Hey, those guys are basically you know, in the same echelon of quarterbacks." All because
1: yeah, of I, 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 I don't, like...
0: Again, Belichick does not elevate his and players.
1: And on top of that, I'm, I'm talking strictly coaching. Bill is also the GM. So, I kind of want to say, oh, man, he has Mac Jones. Well, guess who drafted him? You,
0: Bill. He's got no one to throw to. Guess who drafted all of those guys and acquired yeah, all they of those said, guys? The,
1: I, I saw today on Reddit, like, the, last year they took two guards and two kickers in the draft.
0: He also drafted a player from Lenore Ryan University, which is Division Three, who wasn't even on any of the scouts' big boards in the fourth round a couple of years ago. I remember seeing that. It was like, literally every single analyst on NFL Network, ESPN, ABC, when, like, they're like... They go to Mel like, Kiper and
1: they're like, he's not who? in the book. He's not in the book.
0: Yeah. He's like I I didn't even know that university had a football team. Like <laughs> Belichick's last no, three like, years. He said
1: well, I, for all I know, that guy went to Bishop Sycamore. I don't know. Like where where'd he go? <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, just there he's the Patriot way, like you said, it's his coach his coaching tree, I even want to blame him. It's just it doesn't work. It
0: Joe Judge, Matt Patricia, Romeo Cronnell, Bill O'Brien. It's just
1: It was I don't Tom know, Brady his,
0: I I He's actively hurting his legacy every week the Patriots go out there on the field because it keeps getting worse. They've lost, what, 72 to 3 the last two weeks? Like the Patriot way, the Belichick way. And like, okay,
1: mm. we all thought Dallas was a great team. Are they? Like, Dallas's wins have come against, you know, the Patriots, Jets, and Giants, like roll rolled them. Now, I'm yeah. not to say I'm not here to say like Dallas isn't a good team. There obviously are, but like, you know, you can't you lose 38 to 3. The next week, like, the Saints... Yeah,
0: that's a good point. Because, like, if these losses would have been to Miami and Kansas City, it's one thing. It's Dallas and it's... Like, uh, Dallas
1: Dallas at home, like, I, I I, get it. Like, I'm not going to say, like, that's not a... It, it, you know, it's... Under- Late
0: career David or Derek Carr, I mean... Yeah, Derek Carr is heavy. hurt.
1: And, like, they clearly are not throwing the ball, like, more than, like, 10 yards downfield. And, again, you're at home and just 34 nothing
0: unacceptable Uh, I mean
1: it's 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 bad it's really bad and it feels
0: kind of like he's just hanging on to try to catch the record uh Don Shula's record for most wins as a coach because it's like what is the point at this point of being there anymore uh,
1: does anyone hire him if they do let him go I don't know
0: say that he says after this season hey I'm leaving you know thank you for 23 great seasons I'm leaving does does anyone pick up the phone do the Chargers pick up the phone and say, hey, we can replace Staley uh, with Belichick? That's that's a
1: really I don't know. Cause like you would think like maybe if he's not really like the best ever, but he'd still be like decent.
0: One of I these don't know like new owners like Washington, like a new like Magic Johnson, like you know, that ownership group in Washington, do they say, Hey, here's twenty five million a year, come run the show. I think Sean Payton like,
1: I think Sean Payton's hire in Denver is a really like
0: it's a wake-up call for the league. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I, it's, it's Bill Belichick, like so you have to
1: find find your own coach. Find your yeah. own, like, identity. Like, all find these teams. Find
0: the D'Amico Ryans. Don't find a retread. You yeah. know, find, for, uh, like,
1: like, like the Texans. Yeah, they hired him, but the Texans before him tried to be Patriots Southwest. Like, the Raiders are trying to be Patriots West. And, it's failing. Again, I know they won today, but Jordan Love forgot what team he was playing for. <laughs> and, yeah. After
0: last year, I believe there were multiple times you had, you know, Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, is your Jack in the Bum of the Week. You had Aaron Rodgers, first ballot Hall of Famer, Jack in the Bum of the Week. Now you have a six-time Super Bowl champion head coach as your Jack in the Bum of no Week. No one,
1: no one can hide from the no Jack in the safe week. Yeah, No one's Joey's safe from
0: Joey's Jack in the Bum of the Week. Nobody's safe. Let's go over to my you like that picks of the week. So far this year, we're thirteen, ten, and two. We went two, two, and one last week. Uh, we had Houston, which pushed at plus two. Arizona, plus three, lost against Cincinnati. Miami, minus 11-1. Niners, minus three and a half, was the stone-cold lock of the week. And then the Packers, we just lost on Monday Night Football. So 2-2-1 two, two and one, uh, last week, bringing us to 13-10-2 for the season. Uh, I got five picks here. I'm going to run them by you. you. Tell me if I'm crazy or not. Kansas City, minus 10 and a half on Thursday Night Football. I just think it's a full fade of Sean Payton. Yes, Travis Kelsey may not play in this game. But, I mean, this is kind of one of those situations where you go against the team that is clearly not playing for their head coach. Like, that team is defeated. They don't want to play for him. He's lost the locker room. I like Kansas City there. And no reason to take Denver at, at that point spread. Um, Seattle plus three, what do you like on that one? Yeah, you okay I, with that I, yeah, on the road?
1: No, I, I think they're better than Cincinnati. I yeah, it, it makes
0: no sense that that Seattle is plus three against Cincinnati But Arizona was also plus three against Cincinnati. Like Seattle is more than a touchdown better than Arizona. And I don't understand why that line's only three. Burrow's going to have to play out of his mind again. And so is Jamar Chase after his career game last week. Uh, Seattle's got
1: better corners.
0: Yeah. Good luck pulling that on Reek Woolen versus whoever you're going against there in Arizona. Um Miami minus 13 and a half at home against Carolina. <laughs> this feels like one of those betting bully things where it's just like, I bet against the really, really bad teams and Carolina is really, really bad. I think Miami might look ahead to a tougher matchup next week, but I still, what think would this line have to 30. be for
1: you to bet Carolina?
0: 28 and a half. <laughs> I, <don't
1: know>. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like 20 and a half or like 21, 28. I, Damn. I don't but know. Like, but I don't know.
0: Hey, if, if Carolina comes out and either wins that game or loses by like six or something, I will gladly take the loss. Please prove me wrong, Carolina. I just don't see it. In Miami, by the way. It's not like it's in Carolina. So Miami minus yeah. 13 and a half. This is the one that you don't like as much. Jets plus seven. I might put a couple bucks on them on the money line in this game. I just, I, it feels like one of those spots. So Philly had to travel to the West Coast. They're coming back east. Road game. Jets fans after that win last week, they're like, they gotta be fired up. I mean, this is their Super Bowl. If you get to three and three, if you win this game, they with played Zach the Wilson, Chiefs well
1: at home. You might
0: get Kirk Cousins if you win this game. That's I my know. take.
1: It's your little, it's like your little, the... like dangling the yep. candy.
0: Yep. Jets fans, if you can get this one, you might get a, a quarterback that gives you a shot this year. And then Rams minus five at home against uh, Arizona. Yeah. yeah, I like that with the Nakua Cup. Uh, you know wide receiver one and two i just think that's a good situation for them against uh, an arizona team that got torched by uh, jamar chase last week so there they are you, you like that picks for week six in the nfl we're 13 10 and two so far in 2023 gonna try to improve on that this week kansas city minus 10 and a half at home on thursday night football against denver seattle plus three at cincinnati miami minus 13 and a half at home against carolina the jets plus seven At home against Philly, and then the Rams minus five at home against the Cardinals. Joey, it's time for your feels great baby, your wildest take you feel best about currently, and we talked about this earlier in the pod. You're taking it a step further with the Motor City Kitties.
1: Motor City Kitties, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, I we're talking about like the you know the NFC tier, top tier, and I don't, I think it's a pretty good bet. I saw it today; it was plus eight hundred the Detroit wins the NFC like regular, like it's the one seed. I wouldn't say to, to win the NFC in the playoffs, but to, to get the one seed, uh, their schedule, I think they're playing super well. I think, I think they're really good. And, and I don't think, I don't think going into Detroit is as, as easy er as people think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people talk about going to San Francisco or going to Philly is really difficult, and they are. But I don't think Detroit, who hasn't seen a playoff game, I mean, I can't remember in Detroit ever, like, been long damn time. Um, yeah, I, boy, I, I, I'm looking. No tour to,
0: to fans. I just live on the podcast. Just put five bucks on that.
1: I'm telling you, I'm here to make people money. Make people rich. I'm like the Detroit, Dave, I'm like the Dave Ramsey.
0: 8-1. to one. <laughs> Dave Ramsey's like, don't go out and get coffee. Yeah. Put five bucks on Detroit to win the <laughs> NFC at plus 800. But yeah, I like your case. It's an easy schedule, right?
1: Yeah, I look at their schedule. The only team, they play Dallas, but like, I don't care. That game I think is in Dallas. They're not better. Like Detroit's better. They're better than Dallas. I think later they play... Oh, in a couple weeks, they play in Baltimore.
0: Challenging game. Challenging. Not
1: terrible. But, like, they could win. I mean, if it was in Detroit, I'd be like, hell yeah, they're going to win. But in Baltimore, it would be tougher. And they play their third road game in four weeks in L.A. against the Chargers. That could be tough. Er. But But they
0: don't have any of those, you know, their toughest game on the schedule was at KC, and they won it. I mean...
1: By far the toughest one left is at Dallas. Like they also have the Packers, Saints, Bears twice, Denver,
0: Vikings twice. Vikings.
1: I mean, division games even against Chicago, like division games. I wonder, but I mean, what they're, they're four and one already.
0: Fourteen and three probably would get that. I don't know. There, I think. I don't. Well, I I don't know. Because you have to assume. I think one between of the Philly I think one of and the San Niners. I,
1: I think one of the Niners, Philly or or Detroit, is going fifteen and two.
0: Okay, so yeah, that would mean they would have to basically run the one table, save for one loss.
1: I mean, like, who? so say they lose at Dallas. I mean, they'd have to win every other game. That is quite hard.
0: That's what I'm saying. I think fourteen and three might be enough because there is a three. stretch yeah, there. Let me
1: see. I want to look at. Let's see, Philly. Because so the Niners have tough.
0: The Philly has a tough schedule and the Niners have a tough schedule. Well the schedule.
1: Philly and the Niners play each other, someone's gonna lose. Yeah. In theory.
0: Niners have to play at Seattle on Thanksgiving. That could be a tough one. Philly has to play against Dallas. Uh they haven't played
1: Dallas Oh my yet, god, have they? are you serious? Oh, I looked at that. I looked at that wrong. I thought that I was like, that can't be right. I saw the Eagles had the Arizona twice. I'm like, what? That can't be right. <laughs> so Oh my God. Philly finishes with <laughs> Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's 3-1 no, no, right we go. there. So
1: they play I mean, they play the Jets in in Miami next couple the next weeks.
0: Two. Yeah. There's probably Lost. one they loss. They
1: play there. Dallas twice. They play the Niners? Oh, they all oh, wow. one loss Oh, there. they play the Chiefs and the Bills. Oh, uh, yeah. and Seattle. Um okay. Well, you that's know That's what I'm saying. You know what? Philly might not go 15 and 2. They might go, they might go like 12 and 5 and still be a really good team. But no, twelve that's and five. No, they're not. They go at least thirty because they don't. They're five and zero. So that's what I am saying. See I think fourteen
0: losses. and three gets it done. If you look at the Niners' schedule, too, that stretch where they play Seattle twice, Dallas and Philly, say they come out of that with two losses. It's there for Detroit, and my point is Detroit cannot win the Super Bowl if they're the three seed. They fit. They just cannot if they're the two or if they're the one they can get to the Super Bowl. So they have to play every regular season game like it's a playoff game because, you know, the Niners, I don't care if they slip to the five seed somehow, they will have a shot to win the Super Bowl in the playoffs. Lions have to play at home for them to have any chance. It's like the Vikings last year. When we fell to the three seed, I was like, okay, our ceiling is losing to the Niners in the second round. They had to get the one seed to have any shot.
1: I was looking at this, like, damn... Like, we got get, we get, we get Philly-Miami on Sunday Night Football. We, we just got to get through Giants and uh, Buffalo. And then next week we get Philly-Miami. And later we get uh, Philly Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Yeah. There we go. Okay.
0: We got some real big... That's what I texted you right before Niners-Dallas was, time for some big boy football. And boy, was I wrong. That was just a beat down. <laughs> but yeah, got some good games coming up in primetime, finally. So you like Detroit... Plus 800 to uh, be, be the one seed in the NFC. I do like that bet. If, if I want to take to win it further, the conference.
1: Yeah. oh, it was for the Super Bowl?
0: No, no, no. You had it right. It, to win the conference outright, I believe, is like 13 or 14 to 1. But to be the number one seed is 8 to 1, and I just bet that. I like that.
1: You know, if you are if you got money to blow out, I, I mean, putting 100 on them to win the NFC, like, get the Super Bowl, I mean, I... I like putting these little amounts
0: on it because then you can root for it kind of just like, you know, oh, that'd be cute if that happened. You know, if I put like 500 bucks on it, I'm like, oh, they're really going to win that. Oh, I would never.
1: I don't know. I would never (laughs) put 500. Yeah, I I like
0: putting these little amounts to give me a rooting interest. But, yeah, if you got the money to blow, put a couple bucks on uh, Detroit to finish as the one seed in the NFC. Um, One other thing we want to talk about before we close the pod, great pod this week Um Want everybody to follow us on social media. We're still trying to build our Twitter, our uh, TikTok, our Instagram. Uh, it's at YLTFGBpod. I'm your host, Eric Stenholm, at Eric Stenholm on all social media platforms. Joey's off social media, and that's why he has a healthy mental state. Um, let's go to one last topic uh, before we close the pod. Uh, the shark season starts uh, in two days. Um we are both Sharks super fans. You more so than me. You're one of the biggest Sharks fans in the world. We're entering year five of just a total clusterfuck teardown. Um, this season I read several Sharks season previews and normally cautious um, you know, media people, sports writers, they have no problem just openly saying that this team is absolutely horrible. Like... When it you're is. faced with the exact opposite of what the Niners are right now, a team who is just bad in all aspects and has no hope, like how do you enter that as a super fan, as someone who lives and breathes Sharks hockey, as you go into this season, do you just say, I'm gonna watch the Niners, I'm gonna pretend hockey doesn't exist? Or do you try to find that. like or do you, you just say, I'll watch, you know, Eklund and the other. Well the guys coolest thing is number one,
1: i love the sport. So uh, I do watch, like, other teams. No, I mean, I'm... The team sucks. The team... But I, it, in a weird way, I'm more excited for this season than last year because last year it felt like we weren't recognizing that this is a rebuild. Um, <laughs> and it's like t- like they would make these signings like or trades for these fringe players. It's like, oh, are we trying to, like, compete? I'm like, we shouldn't be. Uh, we should be, like, selling off anyone who makes, like, a dollar on this team. <laughs> um and uh, I'm I'm excited to see what they do without Carlson. I, I'm, you know, he's obviously a really good player, but I mean, this team was going nowhere with him and his money. And yeah, I mean, there's nothing there's nothing exciting about what's going to be on the ice for the next 82 games. There's nothing. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It's a terrible roster. It's it's probably the worst team in the league. Um, but I feel like we're finally starting to recognize. Like, blow it up, guys. Blow it up. And, uh,
0: yeah. Which you don't see in the NHL too often, which is why I'm bringing it up. Is like, I feel like basically from 0304 range until 2020, I followed the Sharks. I watched almost every game. It's getting hard at this point for the non-ultra diehard hard fans. I got to be it's honest, it's been hard
1: for me to watch them. Like, like I don't mean like oh, it's a poor like game. Like oh, it's hard to watch this. They're just getting killed by you know Colorado or whoever. It's like, it's hard to be like, sometimes I'm like, oh, shit, they do play tonight. Like, I'll have those moments. Like, oh, wow, well, shit, we got a game tonight. Like, uh, You know, I'll maybe try and catch, like, the second period, like, around, like, you know, other things. Like, maybe, there were games last year where, like, Kayla would be like, you want to go to Costco? And, like, any other, like, earlier in my life, I'd be like, absolutely not. How dare you ask me? Like, we got a game tonight. Like, it's 7.30, puck drop. Like, and then, but like starting like last year, I was like, you know what? I think we can go because what am I going to miss?
0: Absolutely nothing. So, yeah, going into this season, I mean, as a Sharks lifer, what is there to look forward to? For I mean, is it just Eklund and Bortolo and watching these young guys? Or and like-
1: Bortolo, Like, yeah, I mean, sadly, yeah, because I think their top of the top of their team is is going to be either in junior or in college hockey uh, with. The, the draft picks this year, I, I, I think the guys they took in the first round, Will Smith and Quentin Musty, are, are probably the top two prospects on the team, and they're not going to play at all uh, this year for the big club. But yeah, I, I think those guys, those that's the most important thing. And everything else, you just need individual guys to play really well and hope you can move them. That's like the number one thing. I, I would say their biggest thing is they need to find a goalie of the future. I don't think that guy's on the roster, but the problem is, is like if you draft one, goalies take, I mean, several years to develop. And, and like, you know, I don't want to sign or trade for one who makes a lot of money because we're still not going to go anywhere. So yeah, it's just unfortunately the best thing I could say is enjoy the games um, as much as you can. Hopefully, like, I'd root for Granlund to like have like a sixty sixty five point season so they can move him and get him off the books. <laughs> I'd celebrate the fact that this might be Kevin the Banks last year as a, as a Shark. Uh, like some things Hope like that, that.
0: Vlasic does what Carlson did last year and somehow plays so well you can actually move his shit ass contract off the
1: books. That, that's it. That's really <laughs> it. I thought they were going to move Kachur. I, I saw some things they they that they had. They're working on a deal for him to Calgary. Um, actually, a big deal, a rumored deal. It was him and Eklund to uh, Calgary. I saw mm-hmm. for uh, uh, their top center, who's on a last year of his contract. Did the Sharks would just be like, "Fine, we'll trade him. We just want money. We just want Couture's money off the books. Yeah. We'll flip. We'll flip the other guy. But the other guy they were gonna trade was their top goalie prospect. So you're basically flipping Couture's money for the uh, Lindholm's money, who they would just trade. And then Mm -hmm. you you basically prioritize yeah you'd basically prioritize Calgary's uh, goalie over Eklund. yeah Um, but that never happened and I think it didn't happen because uh, Couture hurt himself uh, training so Mm -hmm. he's going to be out a bit and this team sucks but
0: (laughs) the duality of being a sports fan you have literally the best team in sports right now in the Niners and possibly the worst team in American sports in the Sharks right now. It's the exact opposite and the A's who, you, you know, you're not necessarily an A like you a's 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 used to, point,
1: to be, but, you know, but
0: But they're the clear worst team in MLB. They finished six games worse than everyone. That's other why team that's, that's
1: why I think about these cities, you know, like you know, Boston I think has I think Boston at one point had like the Red Sox, Bruins and Celtics like all win at Patriots all one yeah. year. Or like at least three out of the four.
0: Yeah, it was like oh seven, oh eight. The Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics, and Pats all either won or went to the titles. I'm stadium. like, what does that feel
1: like? Like, <laughs> like literally, I'm asking for one, like one yep. team, one year. Like year.
0: 2016, when it was like the Warriors and Sharks concurrently playing in the finals. I believe the that was the year the Niners went like what one and fifteen or two and fourteen. Like it never happens where all your teams are good at the same time. It just never does. But to have it be this stark is crazy. It is. Niners, just, you know, the number one product in sports right now. Having a uh, Sunday night showdown with Dallas that just ends just perfectly. Just like the most comfortable watch ever as a home fan. And then you have to gear yourself up for Wednesday night. Come on, Sharks. You can do it. Uh, Let's go fucking 11 and 71 and get that first. Like tonight,
1: they had the Packers and and Raiders. And they had the uh, Stanley Cup and the Golden Knights, like, light the uh, fire. The Al Davis, like. Torch thing in Vegas, and I'm mm. like, fun. <laughs> they they Welcome play they back, play t- they play tomorrow night on ESPN. They host uh, Seattle, and that's when they're putting up their Stanley Cup banner. And then they come to San Jose Thursday night, baby, for the Sharks' first game, <laughs> and be like, hell yeah! You know what's sad, really, is like I went to that home opener like every year, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, even mm-hmm. last year, by, my my parents were, came down and I went to the game with my, with them and, and Kayla and it's like, I, you know, even when they sucked I was like, I, you know, I'm going to opening night. Like, I love this team. This year, like, I, I think, I, I don't think I'm going. Like, I don't have tickets. I mean, I might buy some less, but like, even my dad, who's like, you know, wanting to see the, the Stanley Cup is like, I'm not coming out here for, <laughs> I'm not paying <laughs> money to see that crap. Ugh. Like, they, they the Sharks, I think, start, I look at their schedule, I'm like, I know hockey's not football. like. You know, a, a bad team could beat a really good team, I mean it's just the puck bounces, you know, go your way. But I'm like, they legitimately might start like 0 and ten.
0: <laughs> and and if you're really thinking long term, that's not a bad thing. It's not. Is, it's absolutely it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to be in that that's, position. That's a good point,
1: Dan. What are you looking for? The first pick. The absolutely. lottery balls.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm looking for Eklund and Bordolo to Play well, but lose almost every yeah, game. Yeah,
1: I want that. everyone, all the forwards and and defensemen, career years. I want the goalies to suck. I want them to lose every game. Um. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tough, tough spot. But that's the duality of being a sports fan. Um, I'm closer to the Sharks now than I am the the 49ers. With the Vikings being in the dumps, the A's sucking. My soccer team, Tottenham Hotspurs, actually in first place place in the Premier League. We'll see how long that lasts, Um, but that's what it's like being a sports fan, the ups and downs. Um, We'll be back again next week to talk some more NFL with you. We'll preview Week 7, recap Week 6, hopefully uh, another Niners win there in Cleveland and a Vikings win there in Chicago. Um, Hopefully we can give you a more positive spin next week for the Vikes. Maybe Kirk Cousins uh, might be dealt uh, by this time next week when we record, but uh, we'll see what's coming up next week. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, This is Eric and Joey signing off from another episode of You Like That Feels Great Baby Podcast.